Welcome to another episode of the Hoop Talk Podcast by fans for fans. I'm Ryan. There's my guy, Jalen. What's up, everybody? This podcast is where we discuss all things basketball, so expect a lot of hot takes, debates, and a true display of basketball knowledge. Let's get right into it. Our topic today is our continuation of our NBA Draft Analysis Series, and today we're going to talk about the Toronto Raptors. So the Toronto Raptors have two picks in this year's draft. They have the 29th pick and the 59th overall pick. So Jalen, what position do you believe the Raptors should target first? Man, first of all, this blows. I hate talking about the Toronto Raptors in, in, in this scenario because of the fact that, like, talk about a team who gets, like, draft gold all the time. Like, I mean, this is, a, this is a team that has been able to make great decisions over the last couple of seasons. Uh, shout out to Masai Ujiri. He's just been in a really great situation in terms of being able to beat, build this team up. I only say that it blows because this is a team that no matter what analysis we make, I just feel like they're going to make the right decision. Um, I think they're in an interesting situation where no matter what they do, they're going to be able to build their team up um, with these guys that they have and any rookie that steps in is going to be in a great situation. Um, I think at 29, Man, Toronto can just go BPA. I think they're in a situation where they can go for whoever they believe is um, the best player available. I think a couple of guys that you can name off, uh, Trey Jones is an interesting one with the fact that uh, a guy in Fred Van Vliet may potentially be out the door. Similar thing with uh, Kyle Lowry. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But those two, they automatically fill a point guard hole. Um, uh, or Trey Jones would automatically fill a point guard hole that would be – uh, would need some feel, um, some feeling because of the fact that they don't really have another point guard on the roster after those two. So it's that's definitely a good route to go. Um, I think another route they could go is a guy like Isaiah Stewart. I think adding to their power forward depth would be huge. Uh, 6'8", freakish build with a 7'4 wingspan. Excellent defensive measurables, which is like really great for this team because they are a great overall defensive team um, and team defensive team, top five in team defense last season. Um, excellent, excellent at um, in that department. 6'8", 243 pounds, 19 years old, so extremely young. Great to be able to build up around a guy like Pascal Siakam, who, come, who came his third real season, <laughs> developed into some kind of player. I mean, one of the top forwards in the league. Isaiah Story averaged 17 points per game, nearly nine rebounds per game, and two blocks per game. The only thing that kind of hurts him is he's never going to be a stretch four. He's never going to be a stretch five. 25% from three means he is a guy who is going to be 15 feet and in, and I'm expecting him to be a lot more around the basket than he is mainly taking jumpers. Um, I think that's an excellent value pick. So I think between Trey Jones, Isaiah Stewart, Another interesting one may be a guy in Zeke Naji out of Arizona. I think another interesting build, 6'10", 7'2", wingspan, 247 pounds, um, 19 years old as well. Shot the three, pretty janky, 29%, but he shot 76% from the free throw line, which shows promise that the stroke might be there because he shot 32% from NBA range. So he was a better shooter from deep, from deeper than he was just from the regular college three, 57% from the floor and 16 points overall. Not much of a defensive stalwart, but he's going to do everything offensively that you need. 
This team's already good defensively as a, as an overall unit. Adding more buckets to the squad might not be a bad move. So those would be three guys I would like keep the eyes out on. I would actually throw out another name in Paul Reed out of DePaul. Um, he's slowly climbing the draft board. He was predicted to be a mid a mid second round pick, and now he's possibly going to be either a late first round pick or an early second round pick. And I think he actually might fall. He might go to Toronto at uh, twenty nine. So with guys like Marcus All and Serge Ibaka becoming free agents, I think the first focus that the Raptors should hone. I think the first thing that the the Raptors should focus on is getting a big. And Paul Reed has a promising three-point shot. I mean, he shot over 40% from three. And he's also shooting well from the line at 80%. And he's improving his shot at, at the mid-range as well. I think overall he has a good shot selection. And I don't think he tries to force shots. I think he's a great shot blocker on the defensive side. And he's, he's able to get steals. I remember in a game against Xavier, he had seven steals in a game. And I think... I think Paul Reed has the chance to get some good minutes coming off the bench on a team with guys like Serge Ibaka and Marcus All possibly not resigning with the Raptors. I think that's a good one. That's a that's a really good one. Paul Reed, it would be a little bit of a reach. He's projected as a second round pick. So I mean, getting him at twenty nine, not the scariest reach, right? It's like not too it's not too far out of the second round where it seems like he hasn't done something significantly out of the way but at the same time it is kind of a reach but I I like it I think the biggest thing is that like Toronto they don't need a lot of help they're a team that is kind of uh done a lot better without a superstar talent than any team could really expect for them to do um I think their biggest issue is going to be point guard so I think it'll be really interesting whether or not they choose to address that in the draft or if they just genuinely believe that they can throw a bag at Fred Van Vliet and get him to come back. Because regardless of if they lose Kyle Lowry or not, I do think that Fred Van Vliet can be the point guard of the future for this team. So maybe they don't even worry about point guard in this draft because of the fact that they believe they'll be able to get a guy like Fred back. I mean, there's a lot of money coming off their books in terms of guys like Serge and, uh, and Mark. So, I mean, it might not be that hard for them to do. You know what I mean? So it's really just going to come down more to Fred than it is going to be them because I think they're going to have the money there. But, you know, I like, I, like, I like that as a pick as well. So with the 59th overall pick, so it's the second to last pick in the draft. Jalen, with a pick this late in the draft, what do you think Toronto will be expecting to find with this late of a pick? A guy that's a developmental project. I mean, this is a spot at 59 where guys that don't have extremely high grades are projected to be, you know, go undrafted. This is where if you have a higher outlook on them um, than other teams to the point that somehow he falls and you've had him higher on your board than others, this is where you get a perfect snag this is where the the Peyton Pritchards the Jay Scrubs the the Marcus Howards even um I mean that's where this kind of scenario falls into this that's that's the that's about where you end up at 59 um so I think the biggest thing with this is whoever 
they have on their board that continues to slip. 59 is called the Jackums, the Jackum pick. That's where just before, same thing with 60, although 60 is a little bit usually uh, a lot more ridiculed. 50, I would say 55 through 59 is if you had somebody on your board that stuck, just continues to slip for, for whatever reason it is, but you have him higher up on your board than others, this is where you snag him for a deal. Who that may be for Toronto is really interesting because I'm not really sure who that could be. Um, you know, I think my boy Powell might be in this, might, might be in this discussion um, because of the fact that he's projected as being undrafted. They might still need some point guard depth. I think that could be huge for them. I actually think that the Raptors could end up selecting Kareem, Kareem Maine out of Canada uh, with the 59th overall pick. I think he's a solid scorer, and he's 6'5 with a 7-foot wingspan. Athletic guard, versatile on offense. He's able to attack the basket and shoot well from three. I think he also has some solid ball handling skills. I think he also has the ability to push the pace on offense. He's able to create his own shot while still trying to get his teammates involved. And on the defensive side, he has the athleticism and the the wingspan to become a solid defender. I think another good selection would be Mason Jones out of Arkansas. Now that's if he falls this far in the draft because he's projected to go in the middle of the second round. I think he's one of the best three-point shooters in this draft. He's able to draw fouls and finish through contact, and he's been able to shoot the ball well. Or he's been able to shoot the ball well from the line. He's improved in his athleticism while at Arkansas. And I think with a three-point shot and how the league has been pretty much expecting all of their players to have one, I think Mason Jones should fit right in. I think both of those guys are really interesting because of the fact that um, they both bring something that we wouldn't necessarily, you know, they both bring something very interesting to the fact that the Toronto Raptors won't necessarily have a need for either one of them, right? A combo guard is not necessarily something big on their list out of the fact that they already have OG Ananobi, Norman Powell, Terrence Davis. I mean, they have guys who fit the two, three role, even Rondé Hollis Jefferson to a lesser degree. Like they have guys who fit that, that mold, but Kareem Mann is a guy who main, who has a lot of the physical intangibles that are hard to pass up on, Um, you know, Canadian prospect kind of helps in this regard as well, which is really interesting. Um, And I'm kind of glad you brought it up because he's a prospect that's not on a lot of boards because it's really, it has a lot more to do about, you know, his biggest thing about moving on to the league and um, propelling to this level would have a lot more to do about getting a commitment from a team. I don't necessarily think that he'll come over if he falls to the second round, especially if he falls that late in the second round. So there are questions as to whether or not he'll even come over to the pro level right now if he's not projected higher on boards. Um, Mason Jones out of Arkansas, the thing with him is they he gives him a significant three-point threat. Um, he is a bit of a two-way player, uh, fits the team defensive um, mindset that they have with the nearly steal and a half per game, 22 points. 
35% from the three-point line, like you said before, shot nearly 40% from NBA range. Like it fits a lot of that in there. Uh, you just wonder if they need more shooters. Um, I do kind of think that the power forward slash center position is a little bit more of their need. But like you said beforehand, like it's so late. It's so, so late in the draft. So you can't really be mad at whatever they do because at the end of the day, whatever whatever production they get from a guy that late in 50, we're talking about 59th overall, any production they get from that guy is a bonus because really that guy's more for the G League, um, at least initially. So transitioning to what the philosophy is for the Toronto Raptors going into the draft. Jalen, what do you believe the philosophy of the Toronto Raptors will be going into the draft? <laughs> I address positional needs. I mean, that's, that's really all they can do. I mean, they're not a team that I worry too much about in terms of being able to develop talent. I mean, Nick Nurse is, excellent, is an excellent coach. Um, I think they're going to be able to retain Fred Van Vliet unless Fred just wants a different situation for himself, uh, not having to be a part of the uh, Toronto culture over there, I guess. Um, in terms of the actual environment, not necessarily the team and their success. Um, he's a guy who's who's been quoted for saying he's going to go get a bag. Who gives him the bag is up to them. Um, whether Toronto is able to match or uh, give him more than that is also up to them. So, I, I mean, I, I genuinely believe that they're going to do everything in their power to be able to retain him, which means at that point forward, I think that the guys that are going to be a little bit harder to keep on deck are the the Serge Ibaka's and the Marcus Gasol's of the world. That's their positional hole. Go fill it. I think that's the biggest thing. So transitioning to our question of the day for our fans, what do you believe the philosophy of the Toronto Raptors will be going into draft night? This has been a great episode today on the Hoop Talk podcast. Of course, make sure when you subscribe to us on Apple, you rate our podcast five stars and subscribe to us wherever you get our podcasts. We'll see you guys next episode. Peace.